Welcome to the Give Them Something to Talk About podcast brought to you by She Tribe. You guys, I didn't know if we'd get here, but we made it to our second date. We're here. It, we're here. And as any woman knows, the, the hump to go from first date to second date, it's the steepest hill I've ever climbed. It so. is dramatic. <laughs> and traumatic, depending Ooh. on it. <laughs> I think I meant that word, but both are fitting. Both are fitting. So welcome. This is our second date. And yes, these pomp and circumstance has gotten to Allie's and I heads because when we pack for a weekend now, we bring our mics. Oh, we you act know? like we're freaking <laughs> Selena Gomez needing to practice <laughs> on the road. <laughs> Crazy. If you want to weird out your friends and family, what you should do is you should be in the middle of a lunch or a dinner and say, I'm so sorry. I know we're mid-steak, but I have to go report record a podcast. Yeah, guys. You the know? recording studio waits for no one. <laughs> And by recording studio, Allie and I are basement girls. No. We're I'm, basement women today. I am at a quasi table. Like there is <laughs> there is no professional equipment, which is a little disrespectful of my Wait. in-laws. You, Allie, you can't see this, but my mic is perched on a throw pillow oh. on top of a platform. <laughs> so it's it's very chic. Very chic. No, I think the the second date is huge because first date, if you've gone on a lot of first dates, you mm. kind of know how you act. You know the stories you tell. Yeah. No, you have a routine. You have a mm-hmm. freaking routine. I wore the same sweater on like 45 <laughs> first dates because it put me in my zone. And then I on the crushed. second day, there's opportunity for it all to go to shit. So we have to work even harder. We have to work harder. And we all know what happens on the third date. So oh. just, ooh. I don't know, Hope. I don't know, Hope. Oh my gosh. Well, currently, Allie and I are in different time zones and different states. And actually, Allie, this is the the longest we've ever gone without talking. And by longest, I mean five hours. No, it has been so weird. I miss you. I know. I miss you too. We text each other and call each other every day, probably like five times, but it's not the same as talking. Do you know what I mean? Five times, Hope. (laughs) Five times in two hours. Oh my gosh. I was thinking the other day, you know, when women are suspicious that their partner is cheating and he's always on the phone with someone and you're like, who are you on the phone with? Huh? Natasha? That's how my (laughs) David feels about us. He's like, who are you talking to? Are you talking to Allie? Talking to Allie? I'm like, you better believe it. He resents me. No, he he respects the sacred space of we could be doing anything. I could be mid pee, mid shower, mid grocery shopping, and Allie calls. I'm like, I gotta go, guys. Hope today texted me. We had to get something done for She Tribe, and Hope was like, Hey, Al, I'm on an interview in the middle of the lake. But if you need me to hop on the call, I will. And I'm like, Sweetie, sweetie, I I, I love the commitment, but I think no. I got it. I got it. I don't know if you know, but I am a stan for Sheet Tribe. And what I haven't even shared with you is while I was on the boat today, I just wanted to cool off, you know, just like dip my toes in the lake. And so I was floating. And by floating, I mean I put on a human life jacket on like a diaper. Have you ever done that? You put your legs through it like a diaper so you just automatically float. Wait, that actually seems a lot more comfortable. No, honestly, I was today years old when I figured out that was a thing (laughs) and everyone gave me mad stares. But anyway, I'm in this lake, just joy- enjoying myself, almost passing out. And then all of a sudden I feel this sharp bite no. on my left butt cheek. There were fish with teeth 
in this lake. You guys, you want it? It was freaking a Jaws moment. You're just sitting there. I have a truly in my hand. And then all of a sudden, bite right on my left butt cheek. I mean, yes. How okay. Big? How big is no. this? Okay. I was trying to be cool. So it's like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. It only hurts a little. And then and at, like maybe a half an hour later, he bit me again in the back. <laughs> and okay. Bit- well, fool you once. Shame on you. No, that's quite literally what I said. I'm like, it's time for me to get out. No. So you guys, I got bit by a fish today and I think that's a low. I think that's just oh a low Oh my God. You're everyone. like, no, it's just a little bite. And then you get out <laughs> and like, part of your arm is missing. <laughs> Wait, also, this is so uncomfortable, but I put my face sunscreen on in the car today because, you know, we were rushing to get to the boat and I missed a square patch at the tip of my nose. Like it is bright. <laughs> I look like Rudolph because I just was too lazy to yeah. take the sunscreen lower, you know? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, We'll get them that... next time. <laughs> Sweetie. Um, Allie, what have you been up to? Catch me up. I haven't talked to you in a hot sec. I know. It's so weird, but I, you do know I'm out in California safely traveling, masked, yep. galore. Masks galore. I, I, my mask has a mask. Like, <laughs> I, I truly, on the airplane, I'm not kidding, I wore sunglasses and N95 <laughs> that we saved for traveling, and there was a little bit of a hole, like, by my throat, so I just put a mask there as well. <laughs> so... I mean a hole, like a little, a little gap between the mask and my neck. I, I don't have a hole in my throat. Um, but so we traveled really safely. We are being very careful and having our mask on in his parents' home. But it's just a lot, man, between, you know, just trying to be careful and then wanting to hug and literally eat his nephews because they're so cute. Oh it's, God, it's a I struggle. Know. No, I pimped them out today. We need... <laughs> Some new Talk mask. about a low point. Talk about a low point. I was holding my nephew and I'm like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, I'll give you. He loves like pennies. He'll be like, I'll trade you a quarter for a penny. It's more <laughs> like, I'm like, that's an offer I'm willing to make. And I give him a penny. I'm like, repeat after me. Ladies, join She Tribe. Mm. Uh, his parents are looking at me like, he, he did not sign a, an a, NDA. A, you know NDA. what I mean? Like, we are not using it for your, uh, your benefit. So, but oh you know what? Gosh. I got the content. I, I put it. I framed it as boys. You want to be on TV? And by TV, I mean my phone screen. So, Allie, you are a child predator. No, oh, it's it's no. it's scary. But I, I just you know I love them. I'm not a predator. I just want to share their acting gift with the world. No, you're right. They're they're a young talent and. Yeah. Um, I am happy to discuss them maybe becoming a more fixed feature. I'm seeing podcast episodes. I'm seeing, I'm seeing swag, like little two-year-old polo shirts. You know Ooh, what I mean? Why not? Why Untapped not? market for us. Untapped. Get them while they're young. You know what I mean? <laughs> Get them while they're two or three. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. okay. Well, you're, you're in a lake somewhere. I am. And I got bit by a fish. You got bit by a fish. I'm mm-hmm. in California. I know. Um, your Pacific Standard fam. Time. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> what? Oh, we're really bad at the time zone change. Oh, my gosh. It's, okay. It's an ahead. issue. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I'm actually in Eastern Standard Time because I am fancy, and Allie's in Pacific Standard Time, so right now we are three hours apart. Oh, okay? I didn't know you were in Eastern. I thought you were in Central. 
No, I'm an Eastern girl these days. And by these days, I mean as of yesterday. Oh, you're so East no. Coast. You're Wait, so Allie, I'm a city slicker. Ooh, you're a gossip girl. <laughs> XO, XO. You know you love me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys, so. <laughs> I have exciting news for you. Okay. We, in two weeks, mm, it might mm-hmm. be two weeks from today. It, it's very possible. Is it? Um, let me look. Why don't you check your calendar? Okay. Okay. It's actually three weeks away and a day. Okay. Well, so. because, because we're talking today. Yep. We are going, did I even say what is in three weeks? <laughs> no, you are burying the lead, Allie. You are burying it so okay. far down. Okay. Let me start over. Let me start over. Let's go. All right. Okay. Guys, <laughs> our very own hope is taking it of me. <sighs> That one, that one. She is honestly growing up before our very eyes, and she no. is turning the dirty 30. Just filthy Christina Aguilera style. That is, oh. that is happening in three weeks. And in three you, weeks. And if you think that I'm one of those women who is not just looking down at her 20s and thinking, by youth, you'd be wrong. Oh, it's about to go down. Like I am, I'm going to see hope for her 30th and I foresee a fucking great promotion. We're going to laugh. We're definitely going to cry. We're definitely going to cry a hundred percent. And we're going to have a very, very, very good time. time. So we thought that this was the perfect opportunity to review some of the things that we learned in our twenties, because don't worry, I'm turning 30 rapidly as well. Uh, this is my last quarter as a 29-year-old. I turned turn 30 in Q4, so. Oh, my gosh. That is too funny. I know, and I don't want to, like, brag or anything, but I am first at turning 30, and this might be the only time that being first is the worst. First is the worst. No, um, you know what? It's exciting. People say your 30, 30s are the new 20s. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, you could not pay me fat sacks of cash to go back and redo my 20s. I, I left it on the dance floor. You know what I mean? You left it all out to dry. But you know what? It also gives you the opportunity to give advice to people who are in their 20s and just think oh. what you would have done differently, you know? Besides everything, Besides you're right. quite literally every single thing. But, I mean, we we wrote about oh this gosh. in She Tribe newsletter maybe a year ago. And so we were able to really hone in on the things that we learned the most. So, uh, Hope, should we hit them with some knowledge? Oh, my goodness. Yes. And I just, I, because this podcast family, we are so close. I just, I need to tell you this before I move on. I, today, had my first Captain and Coke. Okay. Allie, were you ever a rum girl in your entire life? I think just like at the way beginning of my drinking ventures. Yeah. Okay. So I had like a glass of Malibu when I was in college and it was disgusting. Okay. Oh, my first sip of alcohol was Malibu too. <laughs> That's so like, weird. What? Have you had Malibu since? <laughs> so it's disgusting. So I just assumed all rum was trash. And then today we were making Captain and Cokes and I was like, oh, is that good? I've never had one. And I, people were acting like I was an alien. They were like, Oh my God, you haven't had one? So I did. And guess what? It's worth the hype. Ooh, it's yeah. real good. No, it's, it's real good. good. It's definitely good. And I yeah. actually, one of the things that I accomplished or that I 
am the most proud of accomplishing in my 20s is I figured out my signature drink. Ooh, yeah, that is something you have to do in your 20s. Right. And like, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's not a vodka soda that tastes like butthole. <laughs> oh my God. With, uh, anytime someone gives me a vodka soda, I'm like, can you put as many limes as possible? Because this tastes like shit. <laughs> I literally need a lime tree. And also, if you think when that sip doesn't hit your lips, it just takes you right back to nights you're throwing up in a toilet. Yeah. No, no night ended well when you started with Vosos. No. Okay. Vos- oh, very fancy. No, my Vosos were always disgusting, and you're walking on sticky grounds puking. Ew. You know what I mean? You're right. You're and so it's like right. A smelly bathroom. You just, you're like, sis, I need sis. a new drink. I need a new, I need a new everything, but no. specifically a new drink. Wait, and Allie, one of our coworkers who you know, they don't even do vodka sodas. They do vodka waters. Oh, that was like the thing that I learned in college. I started with vodka sodas, but then I would go home, you know, for Thanksgiving or the breaks we had. And my friends were obsessed with vodka waters. I'm like, oh, so you are just having (laughs) vodka. That's watered down. With ice. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, Allie, tell them what your signature drink is. Okay. I mean, this is probably me and everyone else's signature drink, but <laughs> don't, you associate it with me, don't you? No, I absolutely do. You okay. are the, you're the only woman I know of who's, this is their signature drink. Really? Okay. Bless. Really? Um, I, <laughs> my favorite drink is an extra dirty, filthy, 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 filthy. kettle one martini. And I mm. say that because Kettle One's my favorite. I want it filthy. If people don't understand how filthy, picture when you're super dehydrated mm-hmm. and you pee and it's absolutely that filthy. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. You, just like Allie and I can't get enough attention, Allie can never have enough olive juice. The, the limit does not exist. <laughs> the limit does not exist. <laughs> we just won the math. I thought, what did they do in Mean Girls where the answer is that? Yeah, I feel like they're on math. But math? It was, what? Math-a-thon? We're, we're smart girls who know what the math team does. Math-a-thon. Uh, no, I, yeah, the limit does not exist with olive juice. The limit and does not exist. What can I say? It, it yeah. is, I love it. Every time I have it, every time it hits my mouth, I'm a no. happy camper. It's also so chic to be drinking out a martini glass. Like, it's the most impractical glass in, in true life, but in a photo. I'm just imagining, like, we're in Vanderpump rules, and it's like, na, 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 na. It's you with a martini. Yeah, and just half of it spills out as I move because <laughs> I am wildly uncoordinated. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, what is your drink of choice? You know, I've been thinking about this. So I think at this stage in my life, it, well, it's a two-way tie. One is, like, if I'm trying to get just blackout belligerent, I'm doing a skinny margarita. And it's skinny because it's literally tequila, ice, <laughs> like a little bit of lime juice. I mean, um, you are you are either Bethany Franco. You are the girls that are getting a vodka no, water. No, no, no. You don't understand. Like, I, I do love a skinny margarita, but tequila makes me mean. And Dave and I fight Every single time I drink yeah. it. No, tequila you know? definitely makes people mean. I see <laughs> no, it. it does. I see it. It does. So I've had to like evolve. And so I think my latest is a ginger mule. So a little oh. like, you know, yeah. ginger beer. It's like a Moscow, but then it has extra candy ginger like at the top. Okay. You have to so. pull out a drink that no one's heard of. <laughs> I, no, I, I love a Moscow mule tool. I feel like that's yeah. the go-to if like a place is 
if it's not a place to get it dirty. You could yeah. get a mule. You could. But the thing is, is like when I when you go out, they're so overly sweet. Like margaritas and Moscow meals. Like I want to get I'm like, excuse me, bartender, let me be your worst nightmare and ask to come behind the bar to make my own drink at your work. Yeah. You know? And they say, Hell no, bitch. No. And actually, you should not come back to this place you were kicked out two weekends ago because you had tequila. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll tell you guys a story about Hope at my bachelorette party where she was found in the bathroom. But that's for another time. That's, that's what for I, another time. That's what I learned at bachelorette parties. And that will be the next theme. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll give the people what they want. Allie, I feel honored to, to talk about this first one because this is truly your motto. But... It's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Please break this down for us. Who said it? When? And what does it mean? Okay. So my mom growing up said that all the time. I heard it. I was so annoyed by it. I'm like, can you stop saying that same damn thing? I have no idea what it means. (laughs) And then as I got older, I realized just it is the most profound thing I've ever heard. You don't get anything that you don't ask for. You speak up for yourself. Are you kidding? No, literally one more time for the people in the back. Guys, I'm not, I don't care if, well, I don't want to be that picky person at a restaurant. So that's not the best example, although I'm definitely that person. Um, if you want something in life, if you want a new job, if you're looking to meet new people, if you mm. even like a guy, what yep. are you waiting for? You by sitting back, not making any noise or movement. Yep. Listen, you create your own destiny. That's coming from me. So speak up. Um, also we're in Tony Robbins training. And when you said that, it made me think of his saying where your biography doesn't determine your destiny. So drop in that knowledge. Um, no, I completely agree. And actually the first time I heard this phrase was a supervisor of mine. And we were talking about my promotion and she was encouraging me. She's like, ask me every, we have one-on-ones, every one-on-one, because like it you like the squeaky wheel gets the grease and like I need you to be the squeaky wheel and I was like okay I'm gonna squeak squeak up oh it's so true I mean especially in a situation like that but I can't tell you enough situations I've been in especially I'd say like in my later 20s where I'm Mm -hmm. like you know what 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 do I have to lose what do I have to lose if if going from 29 to 30 could be a memoir it's literally like what do I have to lose or or actually, it's, I don't care. <laughs> like, that's all you need to know is I don't care. I just yeah, don't. I don't. I just don't, honey. I just don't need that negative em- emotional energy, whatever you want to call it, coming at me. I'm too old for that now. Get it? I, I'm 30. I'm too old. I'm too old. Well, <laughs> you have to speak up, but you also have to be kind, right? So Yes. Yeah. Don't like an <laughs> evil psychopath. You're also super kind. Yeah. But if you just ask for what you want, typically you're more likely to get something than if you don't say a word. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how that works out. But crazy. you got you crazy. No, um, so many people sit back and don't ask for I, things because either they're too shy or it just feels weird. It feels yeah. weird. But just yeah. practice makes perfect dolls. Yeah, and honestly, there's nothing worse the feeling of when you finally get up the courage to do something and you do it and you're like, why the hell did I wait so long to mm-hmm. do this? That yeah. is the worst feeling. So, so. If, you're, if you're sitting here listening and you have that one thing in mind, Ooh, yeah, guys, this is your sign. If you're looking this for a it. sign, this, this is, is it, it, baby. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. And I think like 
building off of that, it took forever for us to learn that kindness goes a long way and we mean especially to ourselves. The amount of time I spent in my 20s criticizing myself, I I just, it's it's enough to be like a four-part, five-part documentary series <laughs> on the, you know, the History Channel. You know what I mean? Ugh, I know what you mean. Oh, gosh. I... Where to begin? <laughs> I, I don't even. I, I'm at a loss of words because I still feel like I'm not super kind to myself. Yeah, it's definitely something that you have to actively work on. Yeah, no, I mean actively, and I think too, like so much of my early twenties, or maybe the latter half too, were so judgmental. Yeah, like so judgmental of, and you guys don't know me from Adam, but people who would know me would be like. Hope it's not even that judgmental, but no, you are. And I think so much of it is because you're jealous or you feel insecure. So like you're judging someone's wedding, you're judging someone who's pregnant. You're like, she's so young to do that. But in your head, you're like, oh God, I want that. Why does she have that? I don't. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that you and I were talking about recently is just like acknowledging that you're even doing it. Because half the time when we're being mean to ourselves, or even judgy or not kind about someone else, you don't even realize it. So if you just kind of hold yourself accountable and find an accountability partner, Ooh, yeah. Like Hope and I. Yeah, no, that's true. And actually, when you're talking about the things that we say to each other or like ourselves, like words become your beliefs. Like, and whether you realize that or not, like whatever internal story you're telling yourself about you or someone else, like it becomes a belief and then it sticks with you. Yeah. And I, I wish I knew that sooner. Wish I knew that sooner. Yeah. Hope you guys. Hope you guys are younger listening. Yes. <laughs> if you're older, though, there's still time. No, there's still okay. time, and like we there's can all use time. a reminder. But yeah, no. <laughs> this next one, I, I want to talk about um, at nauseum. But <laughs> if if he likes you, mm. he here. Let me say this slower. Slow. If if he likes you, mm-hmm. he will want to spend time with you. <laughs> You will know. You will know. Where do we begin? Okay. This is this is classic. He's just not that into you. But the thing is, is we all watched that movie with our girlfriends. Like we all went and we're like, oh my gosh, this guy is such a D-bag. Obviously, he's not into her. We left the movie theater. We all went home to our losers. And guess what? They did the same things to us in that movie. That I'm busy canceling on dates that were scheduled making you pay for dates you didn't even want to be on. Oh. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. The, the other part of, like, he's just not that into you in that movie, they would say, like, every girl thinks they're the exception to the rule. Oh. You're the oh. girl that's going to change it all. Mm-mm. Hope, Mm-mm. you have the funniest dating stories, and not to make this whole thing a dating story or podcast, but give, a, oh, tell, um, give us some uh, backstory on your dating life. Okay, guys. I'm still unpacking a lot of this in therapy, but I dated in Los Angeles in my 20s. And if you guys are not from Los Angeles, the thing that you need to know is um, I was mayor of Neverland. And Neverland (laughs) is for the men who live in LA because they never, ever, ever want to grow up. If you're like really hip on the lingo, you could also say, oh, does he have Peter Pan syndrome? Oh, spurred, spurred. Sizzle, sizzle. So in true, true hope fashion, I was like, you know what? 
I don't care that people say that bartenders are flirting on everyone and that pro like basketball players cheat. I'm I'm the exception here, baby. They just haven't met me yet. Okay. Right. Okay. So I do what everyone tells you not to, which is start dating the bartender at your favorite bar. Okay. So this only goes two ways. One, it's like amazing. And you get to see your significant other and be like, ooh, make me a dirty. Okay. Yeah. The other thing that can happen is that you burn that bridge so far down that you can't even walk on the same block as the establishment, okay? It has literally become, you know when people get divorced and they get like their stuff, they separate ways? That was the jurisdiction. I'm like, well, I can't go to Santa Monica anymore. So. Right, right. And your, no. your, your jurisdiction is by like area code. You're like, <laughs> can't go, can't go uh, west of the 405 these days. <laughs> so anyway, I was dating in bartender and an actor which is just winning the freaking jackpot in terms of emotional commitment issues okay but I was like nah I'm gonna change him he's just gonna he just hasn't met someone like me yet so yeah 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 so we go to our first dinner I'm really excited it's a very expensive restaurant it's like a steakhouse and the bill comes and I you know do the girl thing where I "Ah, I'm gonna reach for it but I swear to god if you make me pay for this I'm out I've never (laughs) this is that that is also an entire podcast. No, No, I know, no, I know. And so I go to reach for it and he doesn't bat my hand away. Instead, he goes, Let's play credit card roulette. Okay. So credit card roulette is when you throw a bunch of credit cards into the bill and then you make your poor waitress, who's already very underpaid, have to select a card to charge the whole bill on. Okay. So when it's a group of seven, I think it's a little less less awkward but when it's two people and it's a 50 50 (laughs) shot it's very uncomfortable so i was like no i'm not really into that and he was like oh and then it was like you know when you're first dating someone and it's not going well and there's a silence that sounds like this and it's painful (laughs) i mean it's literally painful and he's like i guess i'll pay for it and that's when i should have walked away but i kept dating him for six more months okay you did Yeah, I mean, okay, six months was an exaggeration. I meant three, but six sounded better. Um, And if you think his issues didn't stop, you'd be so wrong because our relationship ended when he told me, you wanting to be exclusive is like asking me to drive a car without taking driver's ed. I'm just, I don't know. I'm unclear on how to do it. Okay, boy, bye. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. The oh. the ne- the negative thing about dating an actor too is after you break up, their commercials are still on. So you wait, be- that that is so true. <laughs> what? So I was busy watching Bravo, just like eating my feelings per use, and his face would pop up on a Hyundai commercial, and I'd be like, "Wow, I get to see him in forty three inches on my screen, <laughs> braless." With chocolate crusted on. I'm so happy for him that he's getting work. Maybe he's (laughs) treating a nice lady to, you know, a meal. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, don't worry. We'll have way more where that comes from. But um, one thing that I'm actually still working on is saying no to things that don't make you feel good or happy. Holy hell, where do we begin on this one? I mean, you just spoke of something that sounded oh. Les Miserables, and you stayed with him for another quarter. 
I don't know what's going on with me in the quarters. Another season. Another, no, full episode season. Yeah, that's actually absolutely true. And I think I am a both self-identified and professionally identified people pleaser. Mm -hmm. And so I have, I, I am incapable of saying no. I just, everything's yes. So do you think I do things that don't make me feel good or happy? Sweetie, all the time, like once a week, okay? Once a week? I feel like my entire day <laughs> is me saying yes to things I don't want to do. Oh my gosh. Oh. I am dying. No. It's... Oh, you're... What? <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just got really excited. I hit the throw pillow and I thought the mic was going to go flying. Uh, yeah, the mic you is know? comfy. Please don't disturb it. <laughs> Let's see Oh, Say no goodness. to things that don't make you feel good or happy. Oh. It's like so basic. It is the mm. most obvious thing obvious. that we're going to say today, but it yep. is so complex because no. just because something doesn't make you feel good, it doesn't mean it doesn't make someone else feel good. And you have to decide what <sighs> like, that looks like. You can't make no. everyone feel good though. There's got to be, you got to focus on yourself somehow. No, well, I, I used to live with a roommate who wanted to go to clubs like on Tuesday nights. And I, first of all, everyone loves a good club, but I am broke a F F F F F F F F F. Okay. And I'm stealing food from our community kitchen. And she's like, do you want to go like spend some dollars on a bottle? I'm like, what the f are you talking about? It's a Tuesday. I'm like, I'm in some club in West Hollywood that God knows the last time it's been cleaned. <laughs> drinking water down Belvedere and I'm like yeah. how did I end up here delicious no <laughs> I especially on a Tuesday I've said yes to far too many clubs oh. <laughs> that was actually I think when I look back at my 20s mm -hmm. the first thing that I realized I needed to start saying no to was yep. the club because oh. mm -hmm. it is like the second you just realize that there, there is life beyond uh, flashing lights and and like bodycon forever 21 dresses if oh. you can't if you are embarrassed to shop at forever 21 you should be embarrassed about going to the clubs guys I literally still can't walk in heels like I just was <laughs> never I don't know if there's a how-to guide but um, I've never been good at it so me walking to the club being like yeah I know this guy at this table and he's like ma'am that person is not does not live in Chicago anymore. Um, I'm walking in my like patent leather heels, oh. looking like a joke. Like I want to no. go back and shake myself and say, "Enough with the eyeliner." Oh enough. God, enough. enough. No, and hope you wearing just fab high heels that literally snap off after one wear for 12 hours in a day yeah. my feet are morphed in like clubs no like <laughs> can they put in orthotics into all of those <laughs> shoes that should be a requirement no, no like, i know yeah like i've got a bad back from all of that <laughs> morphing Wait, at these clubs it's, it's same. crazy i mean go to the club if that's your thing but i think the biggest takeaway of that is like if it's not your thing God, yeah literally everyone's gonna forget tomorrow that you didn't go they can make you feel as guilty as possible today oh, but uh my gosh that's their problem sis yeah and in my experience meeting up with the guys who have a table it never ends well either you're really into the guy who has the table and he doesn't care about you or 
you are having too much fun and then you black out and you go to work the next day. Yeah. Like the purpose of a club is not to go get to know someone. So <laughs> if you're going to a club, you're either going with your friends to just get all of your uh, interest energy out through twerking or it is to literally just, oh you know, not get to know a guy, but you know, have to talk really close and screaming in each other's faces. Oh my gosh. Wait. Up. Have you ever been to the club and you came home at like six in the morning and you wake up and your feet are still numb from being shoved in a shoe? Oh, oh, I, I, yes, of course I have. I mean, I've never gotten home at 6 a.m. because I'm not that wild, but I remember vividly one time I came home from a club with my friends. Yep. This was like, I, I, I was having a hard summer. Hard summer. <laughs> <laughs> we get home late. I feel like I got majorly denied by someone I kind of liked, which is like mm. so sad to think about right now. <laughs> and, and I sat down and we ordered pizza or something that I definitely did not need because that was the summer of eating everything. And <laughs> I sit on my chair at my kitchen table and the chair breaks in front of four of my friends. No, Hope. no. I mean, Allie? no, it broke. And as I fell down, it knocked over a lamp and it hit my head on the way down. So say no, say no. I don't want to go. Wait, Allie, that is trauma with a capital T. It was I... a low. It was a low. I feel like it's been on the up and up since that moment. So I can only yeah. say, you can only say, uh, see you later. Yeah. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Okay. Should we do one more? I feel like we should do one more. Of course we should. Okay. Before I get into that, I'm sorry. I just need to talk with you real quick. You know Julianne Huff's new business, Kinergy? No. Okay. So Julianne Huff started this business. She's a dancer and she really believes there's a strong like body and mind connection between energy. Yeah. Okay. It's called Kinergy. Of- oh, okay. I didn't know okay, that yeah. it's, That's what her company is called. It's like kid-like energy, I think, or kinetic energy. I don't know. Anyway. I, we were a part of training and she opened it up and these dancers who were kinergy, they were like, their job was to pump up the crowd. They looked like they had been pumped with like seven rounds of steroids. They were like, everybody get up, out of your seat. I was traumatized. They're like jumping around. I swear to God, I thought they were going to take each other out. So anyway, everyone after this podcast, go look up Kinergy. But the reason why that came to mind is this next one is when negotiating, value yourself and then add tax. And these Kinergy people, they freaking added tax. I'm like, how does that tie to the tax part? I see where you're going. No, you guys, they they don't show up half-assed. And I think like when we think about ourselves, why are we always shortcutting how we feel? I don't understand. Like, Everything is like, I, if, I, if someone's like your next word, I'm like, I'm okay. I, oh. I'm okay. I'm, okay. I, I'm terrible at everything. <laughs> yeah. The confidence uh, isn't our strong point, but we're working on it. And no, we have we ways to work on it for sure. <laughs> you know what I mean. But I just think it's so interesting that it takes us so long to ask for a raise. That's like the quickest thing I can think of for negotiating. And it's, be- it's not because like, oh, we don't have the opportunity. It's because we literally don't think we're ready, even though we are excellent at our jobs. What was it, Hope? We read that that stat in one in the confidence code, that book we read. Oh, yeah. It's Men- like, yeah, you know it. I yeah. don't know it. <laughs> Men will apply to a job if they meet 50% of its requirements. But women will only apply to a job when they meet 90% of their requirements. 
So as you can imagine, there are a lot of shots women are not taking because they don't think they're qualified. Whereas men, again, let's be very clear. This is on average. We understand that there are differences for some men and some women, but on average, they're just, they ask for what they want before they think they're ready. And honestly, that's a metaphor for our GD lives, actually. It's time. The time is now. Stop waiting. Stop waiting for next week or when you think you're a professional. Because guess what? It never happens. (laughs) Everyone feels like an imposter. I mean, this ties to another thing. I know we said we were going to do one more, but if I could. Let's give them another. Let's Let's give them another. It's the perfect perfect transition to no one has it all figured out. Oh, my. If you're looking at Julian Huff over here, I mean, I don't know her personally, but if you're looking at her, I could guarantee too that Michelle Obama and Oprah. Yep. Have some days where they feel like they just can't figure it out. Yep. Oh my gosh. I the lie that everyone knows what's going on is is probably the worst lie you're told in your twenties. And you wait your entire twenties to finally get it, to finally have it, to finally be skilled enough in it. And guess what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't happen. We all have our mm-hmm. own timelines. And I was always so jealous of people who, you know, in high school knew exactly where they wanted yep. to go to college. When they got to college, they knew exactly what major they wanted. They knew what, they knew what career they wanted. They knew where they wanted to live. They yep. knew everything. It makes yep. you feel like you know nothing. You suck. Yeah, it makes you literally feel like you're stuck. It's such an isolating experience because you think you're the only one who doesn't have it figured out. If Allie and I can accomplish one thing on this earth before we go is that like the next generation of women will know that no one has it figured the F out and it's okay. You, you do it anyway. Guys, you we've know? talked to so many experts mm-hmm. in different industries, fields. We've talked to these super accomplished women yep. and something that I got from a lot of those interviews and just chats with them is that everyone's just faking it till they make it. It's, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. You're like, what? But you are quite literally the first lady. And I'm not trying to say I've talked to Michelle Obama because I haven't. <laughs> but I guarantee that she would say that sometimes. No, no, I agree. And I think I mean, we'll definitely spend time talking more about starting a business when you don't feel like you're ready or moving into a relationship and you think like, oh, I'm going to be an adult by the time I get married. No, you're not. You're still going to be a child bride and that's okay. I walked down the aisle and I was like, does everyone realize that I'm the most immature person I've ever (laughs) And you're watching me like become this wife? (laughs) You have a husband. I have a Um, husband. She has a husband. No one has it figured out, y'all. No one has it figured out. And honestly, I think we should leave them there. You guys. This concludes our second date. But How'd guess it go? What? How'd it go? We need feedback. Do you um, want to go on a third date? <laughs> please let us know in the reviews. And if you don't want to go on a third date, please don't write it. Okay? No, we completely get it. But, uh, <laughs> please, please ghost us. Please Just ghost quietly. Us. Quietly walk away. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Until next time, peace and love. Peace and love.